Welcome to Tech Driven Business. I often have clients question their relationship with the person selling them IT equipment or services. That drove me to have my next guest, Nicole Smith. She is an exemplary salesperson who is committed to doing right by her clients. In this episode, she will share her experiences as a third generation salesperson and what makes for a successful relationship between clients and salespeople. Let me start with this. Uh, I know, Nicole, you are a third generation salesperson, which is phenomenal in itself, you know, uh, but you also have a technical background. Can you talk a little bit about your journey in STEM has been like, especially as a woman in STEM? You know, that's really important for my listeners. Sure, absolutely. So my journey in STEM and really sales for that matter started uh, a long, long time ago from as long as I can remember. um, I was always interested in sales and had a love for technology. So eventually, you know, marrying those two things together made a lot of sense for me. And I feel fortunate in that, you know, I always really knew this is what I wanted to do. And so I had a lot of time to plan and mobilize around a strategy uh, to action on that. And I was also fortunate enough, as you mentioned, coming from a third generation to have an amazing mentor and my father, who also was in the industry. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that he gave to me was, you know, if this is something that you want to get into, you really should have a background in the technology that you're interested in and that you want to, you know, eventually sell. So having gone to uh, Central Michigan University, Fire Up Chips, uh, they were one of the first universities actually in the nation that had an alliance with SAP Germany. So it was very ingrained in my coursework. That's really where I got my first exposure to the ERP space and SAP specifically. And, you know, he really urged me, my dad did, to take this certification that was offered through CMU and SAP to become a solution architect. So I did that upon graduation And that really gave me the leverage to start my career in consulting. So I spent the first couple of years implementing SAP data management solutions at some large system integrators like Computer Sciences Corporation and Bearing Point. And then one of the last projects I was on as a consultant, I was on a project team helping to implement a technology from Synity formerly back office associates. They're a a niche kind of data partner in the SAP space. And I remember being at the user conference um, for Synity and I just, you know, basically walked up to the VP of sales and said, Hey, you know, I'm really have a strong technology background. I've always been interested in sales. If you have any sales openings, I would love to join your team. And you know, from there, he said, all right, you know, kid, let's see what you got. So he gave me a million dollar quota and a desk and basically said, all right, you know, let's, uh, let's see you go sell something. So um, I spent a couple of years there, I I really uh, did a lot of cold calling and pounding the pavement and just, you know, door to door, basically type of sales, and was able to land them some pretty large new logos and outperform some of my very seasoned sales peers. And that's really what got me the attention of SAP. 
So been at SAP now for eight years, and I uh, have had a lot of different roles. I started as what they call a client partner, so selling uh, implementation services, and spent a couple of years doing that, and then moved over to the license team, selling in a what we call a line of business, so a very specific sales bag around platform analytics. Uh, then I went on to become an industry account executive. So that single point of contact, owning the entire relationship, the entire sales bag at SAP, uh, and then taking my first management role early last year in uh, platform and technology. And now I am with the um, human experience management line of business. So, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of different perspectives of the business from being that person sitting with the, you know, the customer as the consultant through, you know, selling the services engagement to the license, to the the management role. Um, so I've had a lot of, you know, exposure there. And I think, you know, when I think about this industry, you know, there's a lot of very smart people out there who make very good competition. So what I think in terms of, you know, success in the STEM industry is just, you know, in sales in general is having that customer empathy, has really helped having a credibility about what you're speaking about and that technical background um, have probably been the two most you know important keys to you know my personal success and I think women in general this industry has come leaps and bounds from when I started to where it is today there are definitely more women in technology more women in sales um, from when I started. You know, there's still certainly still a perception out there that it, it's a little bit of a boys club, which to some degree I can still see. But, you know, my advice to women in general is just, you know, be unapologetically you. Um, you know, 90% of the time I, I see women, you know, apologizing a lot and, you know, I'm sorry for this or that and, and just that type of mindset, right? There's nothing, normally there's nothing to apologize for. And we, kind of put ourselves in this power disadvantage, you know, from the beginning, and it kind of sets the tone. So, you know, no reason for that. Break those stereotypes, break those barriers, fight for what you believe in, spend a lot of time on your personal brand. That's your unique differentiator. That's what you want to be known for. Um, and just, you know, the fact that you have to create your own destiny and your own opportunities, they're never just going to fall in your lap. So it's just about good old hard work and, doing things differently and not just showing up to work, kind of going through status quo. Absolutely. I think, let me interject for a second over here. I I have to say, I've seen you in action at some of the uh, clients that I've been at, and I definitely agree with you on that. You know, the way you care about the customer and what you bring to the table, especially working with a lot of different levels of uh, folks in the room and you know how to walk and, and talk the technology at the same time. So definitely for sure. That's good to hear. Thank you. Sure. So that, that kind of leads me into my 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 next uh, uh, question to you. So what kind of clients have you worked with in the past? As I think it is important to our listeners to understand the scope and magnitude of your career. So can you just get into the details of that? Sure. So working with uh, SAP clients, most specifically, right, a lot of them are, you know, Fortune 500 customers, large, global, complex organizations. I've covered a lot of different industries in my career, 
I think discrete manufacturing automotive has kind of been my bread and butter, but certainly had a wide degree of experience with consumer products, life sciences, wholesale, very broad view, mainly in the Midwest kind of geography as we think about it. Normally customers that have very large IT landscapes and footprints, some of that have been running SAP or other ERP for a very long time, right? Um, some that don't have experience yet doing large global programs. So, you know, it's been a very interesting experience working with these customers, trying to get a new program in technology, especially something that's more cutting edge off the ground, right? It's not easy. It's not quick. It takes a lot of time, a lot of consensus and um, a really strong business case. I think the most exciting thing working with SAP customers has been the access I've been getting to really the corporate leadership. And that's probably the most exciting part of the customer base that I've been dealing with, really being able to connect with leaders directly, learn about their vision and their goals and their why. So we can, you know, formulate a strategy through technology that enables that. That's really awesome. Thank you. So I, I think that that was inter interesting. You mentioned about the industry and how, you said the kind of the vision for these um, uh, customers, especially when they are so large and they are working with, you know, different regional footprints, et cetera. Uh, how about based on your experience uh, over the years, what makes a successful customer? Can you give an example? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I see being more successful versus customers that, you know, are not quite frankly, I think, uh, similar to what I just mentioned, having that really strong alignment with the business, the business owner, the P&L owner of the program, right? There's a lot of missed expectations when, you know, frankly, IT is trying to deliver something in a vacuum or likes to keep the technology partner at bay, for, likes to be the conduit between the business and themselves. And it's difficult sometimes to deliver those programs being one or two steps removed from the actual customer and consumer of the technology, right? And so ultimately, the business is really going to be the main driver of the design, which in my personal humble opinion is you know, the most important part of the program and what leads to the most, you know, out, best outcomes or missed expectations. I think another thing that I see with successful customers are those who have a really strong change management team, setting the right expectations of the end user community, enabling them with the proper training, understanding how these programs are going to integrate with the greater overall strategy of the company, right? If you're asking somebody to do something that's going to take them maybe even, you know, three more steps, so you're going to get a lot of pushback unless you can at least help them understand why it's going to enable something greater from the organization. Um, one very specific example is I was working with a customer who was on our old ERP technology, they were actually still rolling it out. And they decided to put a pause on the program for a year to save some budget money. Um, and we were able to actually work with them to leverage that pause in their program to completely flip the switch and convert to our new ERP, our S4 HANA technology. You know, they saw the value in being on a platform that will enable future innovation. They saw that pause as an opportunity to where most 
organizations, you know, may not. That was a big point of risk that they took. And it was a really great, strong partnership with SAP where we worked with them on a business case um, and something very financially attractive. And were, they were really able to buy into the value of this helping them with better production planning capabilities, master data, you know, the foundation for self-service analytics, and they were really playing the long game. And to me, that's a, an example that resonates when we're thinking about, you know, customers that challenge the status quo and, you know, are ultimately uh, very successful programs. Absolutely. And I think what I'm hearing from you is, uh, and which is really important, is the fact that the alignment in the business is important. You know, the different groups that are involved, especially a lot of times it seems like IT is running the show, but it's not just IT. You know, it's you got to have the, all the business stakeholders, your your C-levels and the rest of the organization as, as far as these kind of implementations go on board and, and work along the way to make it a success, right? Absolutely. So that's very important. And so, you know, as as far as our conversation, you know, we highlighted the successes. What are some of the challenges or hurdles you have faced, you know, when you work with clients? So can you highlight some of them? Sure. Yeah, and it's been interesting being in multiple seats, right? Uh, from the consulting side to the, you know, specialized sales side, I think, you know, two things really stick out in my mind. You know, I hit on this a little bit on the last question, but misaligned expectations, likely the number one <laughs> hurdle that um, myself and likely my colleagues, you know, come come into being on the services side, having a the sales team that sold a program in such a way where it's difficult or impossible to deliver, right? It, that, um, that is very, very challenging situation, having to reset expectations. Uh, well, you really didn't spend enough money on staffing this appropriately. What we sold you was, you know, those situations are uh, extremely difficult, which is why I take so much consideration up front in, in those types, you know, just having the hard conversations up front, setting the right expectations, very important. And then I think, you know, Working for a company like SAP, I, you know, have definitely come into customer experiences that have a very specific perception about who we are, what we do, the technology that we sell. They may have had a negative experience in the past that, you know, really sets the tone for the relationship. And those can be very challenging situations to walk into. But I've always tried to look at the glass half full and use it as an opportunity to steer the ship in the other direction and show them that there are people at SAP that care about their success that are willing to dig in and really change that mindset. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, I'll speak from my side, you know, being on the consulting side of things. And um, I, I've gone on projects, different size of projects and different industries. And, you know, you really sometimes scratch your head and say, I'm not sure what this sold and how this sold it, but this is not possible <laughs> to implement. And and uh, thank you for clarifying that. And I think that that is that alignment you're talking about. And that's the key to any project success is from the very beginning to the end. And that's what I see when you talk and, and work with the customers along the way, you know, carry the weight through the whole journey. It makes a whole lot of difference. So that kind of leads me into this um 
question that I have, in, and this is an in- interesting one. You know, a lot of people are very wary of salespeople in general, right? Um, what would be some of the key takeaways that you would like to share with an IT purchaser or manager listening in today? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I love questions like this, right? I mean, I, I just would want them to know that there, there are a lot more people like me. Most of us really do care about customer success and are very rooted um, in many cases in the solution. And there's a huge focus, especially with companies like SAP, to ensure that all roles, all sales roles, all post-sales roles are equally participating in customer success. And we've been taking some very deliberate actions to make sure that that is happening. So we have this whole program around customer first. It's an organization, it's a methodology that we've adopted where, you know, we want our customers to find us very easy to work with, highly responsive and really focused on what matters to them and that it doesn't just stop when the customer signs the order form. There are different um, parts of the journey along the way where we're really making sure that uh, we help their adoption throughout the entire life cycle of the program and not just, you know, when the subscription starts. <laughs> and and that's and, and that's really the key, right? I mean, you just hit on it. And it's important, especially when you're looking at, I mean, the whole spectrum of it, right? Um, a, a lot of times folks get caught up in this sales cycle versus looking at the at the long-term impact of what they are getting into, right? Uh, (laughs) I really want to thank you for sharing your perspective, which I think is important for those that are purchasing technology. It is always possible to find a salesperson who is really committed to your company's success and growth. Absolutely. Um, We're out there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 And thank you for clarifying that. So with that being said, I know we have reached uh, the end of our, our of our session today, uh, but I'd like to continue this conversation with the industry trends uh, you are seeing as a VP uh, human experience at SAP now. Um, so, despite the technology, you know these trends will run across industries and software packages. Absolutely, and, and we all know that there is there's a connection, right? I mean, there is always a, a connection. So, thank you, Nicole. Um, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Nicole is one of many committed salespeople you can find on your IT journey. She shared some great pieces of information that any of us can use as we think about our own approach to IT purchasing. I look forward to continuing the conversation in our next episode where she discusses the trends she is seeing across industries.